is where we hold them. This is where we fight. The Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Rob, what's good, homie? I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm going to say this probably won't be one of our highest viewer live viewership shows uh we've done in a in a while because we decided that we were going to go heads up against NFL opening night and probably might be the best game of the year. Um, Cause you got two amazing teams playing tonight. People are itching for football yet. Here we are the true diehard bowling fan speculators. We're um, not, we're, you know, we're not sitting on the bench because of football. In fact, if the people don't join us, they made a mistake because we're planning on, getting in what we got to do here and then getting wrapped up in time to go watch football. Okay. Yeah. So we know that football's on, so this isn't going to be a, we're not going to OT tonight. Let's just put it like that. So yeah, it might be the quickest show in uh sweep the rack history. Uh, Brett Wilson checking in from Australia. What's up, Paul? I love it, mate. I love it, mate. I love What's my Australians, good? mate. I know, I know a couple of other Australians that bowl that are pretty good. Um, Robert Hamilton, what's up, man? Always, always tuning in. He Nico, knows. He knows always, we're here for the people. Dude, Nico, always tuning in, man. Always, always the first one to comment. Yo, let's let's talk about this for a second. Nico sent out a video of himself bowling. Did you see? Did you catch that? I did. I did. And, yes. And I and I appreciate I appreciate him sending out that video. You know, it's not always easy to put your game out there online. You know, you never have. You never know how people are going to react. But uh, Nico. Yo, check check in with us through the email or through the DMs or something, man. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some uh, some pointers on uh on, on how to how to how to get things a little bit straighter there, you know. But uh, yeah, I like the game. I like the game. I see. I see you. So yeah, sending out working. the videos there. Keep working keep at working. it. Keep working. Get the help. Get the get some coaching. Get some lessons. But yeah, always. Hey, send an email. I'll chime in. You'll chime in. We'll give you some good pointers. Um, you know. And hey, look. They peek out the Yankee game. I, who cares about the Yankees? Come on, man. This is a this is a Met Philly show. You see, Yankees are the last things we're thinking about. But we are aware that the football game is on because it's NFL opening night, and you could just tell at work people are just happy and excited. Football's on. Um, oh, and Mike, you know, condolences to the Queen of England die today. That's big news. Uh, you know, is it like honestly? My mom called me and she was like. Oh my goodness, the queen died. And I said, you know, honestly, like uh, <laughs> I don't want to piss anybody off, but I didn't even know she was still alive. I don't want I don't want to I don't want to make <laughs> anybody angry know. either, but like I know. <laughs> like really aren't they aren't they only just recognized because of the family they were born into? Like to me that doesn't seem like much of an accomplishment to recognize somebody. Before. I know. It's like, just like oh you were, of you, like... you were born into this family, so you get you get this this uh this recognition. I know. You know. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, the internet has the twi- Twitter is so savage um, that it, it, the posts and the memes are just. 
are out of hand and they're quite entertaining uh, in my view. But I mean, look, like a lot of people had a lot of emotional investments in the queen and the family and uh, Charlie Tapp is, is, is sad. It seems like his condolences, King Charles. Um, but look, like we're here to talk bowling, not the queen. Uh, but, you know, look, like it is uh, a sad day because she is a historical figure, you know, so let alone of if she whatever the family situation was so mike all right let's get into terry 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 no hold on terry knows what it's about he wants to know who we're betting tonight uh he, he's sitting this one out Ooh. couldn't decide is it in buffalo or la uh it's it's buffalo minus two and a half is the spread where are they game. playing is it in buffalo or no uh, i believe it's in la yeah like um, la doesn't even have a home field advantage like half the people show up to their games anyway i mean they're la so yeah, I'm, actually, I'm not sure that. where it's at. I, I forget. I, I might be wrong about I'm that. I'm betting the home team. I think the home team, because of the fact that we're, they're so far from each other, West Coast, East Coast, I'm going to take the home team. Well, whoever it is, it's a coin flip at this point. I so. have a, I have a ridiculous uh, same game parlay. Uh, ten, 10 bucks to win 800. Oh, it's uh, in LA. I'll take it. Okay, yeah, in LA. T- t- uh, t- 10 bucks to win 800. I need like... Uh, more than more than 290 yards from Josh Allen passing. I need two touchdowns from Josh Allen. I need a rushing touchdown from Josh Allen, and I need a touchdown by Higby. I think was the other guy I took. So if I hit all if I hit all those, ah, for ten bucks, for ten bucks, you know what I mean? Just to watch the game and like you might have have something to root for. Give, you should have just gave me the ten dollars and let me kick you in your ass and save you. I hear you, but you know it's it's anyway. Before, so it okay, is. into the bowling. Uh, I don't I don't really have too much to report bowling wise. My sport league folded. My sport league folded. Uh, I'm trying to resurrect something. Uh, I sent an email out to the league this week. Uh, let them know you know I'm going to try and resurrect something starting October fourth uh, at seven p.m. So if you happen to be somebody who's from the local area and you listen to this. And you want to come out? Uh, Bolero Hazlitt, October fourth, seven p.m. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Uh, somebody who listens to the pod reached out to us to reach out to me today through Twitter to you know give me give me an example of what they do uh, that they've had some success with. So I'm I'm going back and forth with them about some of the ideas. Um, but yeah, starting October fourth, I'm going to try and do something. Until then, I'll be practicing. In the meantime, Rob. I got accused of uh, waging jihad against the uh, regular league bowling world and house bowling world uh, by by Jeff Rickles. Your thoughts on this? That seemed a little extreme to me. Definitely extreme. But in this case, you are definitely on the extremist side of you against the house shot because you are so salty this league, your league folded – it seems like even the last two or three weeks, you've been so vocal about people who bowl house shots, uh, who bowl, what do you call it, the fraudulent side of the game all of a sudden. I feel like you've been slowly getting to the extremist side of it. Now, I won't call you, I won't use jihad. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that's all about. But I will say, yeah, like you're to the point where you're trying to draw a line either you're with us or you're against us. When, and see, that's where you're wrong because coming from yeah. someone who bowls both sides of it now, right? Even though we'll talk a little bit about my house shot experience this past week. 
you could bowl both sides of the game. Now, the problem is, is you're you're mostly against the people that only bowl the one side of the game, right? So I bowl next to Jacob Butcher every week the last two weeks in league, right? Josh Blanchard bowls my league. These guys are high level, high levels they get, right? They're on TV. They've won titles. They bowl the house shot, and they understand both sides of the game, obviously, right? Because they're on that level. But your beef is your beef is with the people who bowl only the one side of the game, don't want to learn the other side of it, don't care about the other side of it, and think they're a high-level competitive bowl. And, 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 well, that's important. I'm glad you said that. That pretend like the fraudulent side of the game actually speaks to anything, and it doesn't. Right. And let me, let me clarify just a little bit, if you'll let me. Because I've thought a lot about this, and I've thought about how can I. Jet Rickles actually invited me to write an editorial on his uh, his news page. I look forward so to it. You're a great I'm writer. Gonna, I'm going to try and get that done. I'm going to try and bang that out over the weekend and, and get something out there. But I'm going to clarify my thoughts a little bit here. Uh, my Rob, my issue is not so much with the house shots in general. I if people want to bowl on house shots, go ahead and bowl on house shots. My issue is with the bowling community in general pretending that the house shots are legitimate in some way when they're not, okay? Uh, my other issue is this, and I, I would love to hear your response on this because I thought about this uh, this week in, in conversations with people. There's a lot of good bowlers uh, in, in around various different areas, right, that probably have uh, a, some, 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 right, some sort of sport league opportunity to bowl, Okay. I wouldn't say every area has opportunity. Major metros, yes. Okay, yeah, and I, I mean, I had people come back to me on Twitter and say, hey, there's quite a few sport leagues out there. And you're right. I think when we talked to Chad, he gave us the numbers on that. I don't think it's a ton of them. Nonetheless, here's my thing. Let's assume for a second that most areas have some sort of sport league option. All right, you know as well as I do that, you know, most 220, 225, 230, 235, even 240 average bowlers would not choose to go bowl on those tougher conditions, all right? My beef is with that. That That's where my real beef is. Like, if you really have reached that level of, of bowling on house, okay, you should – your first priority, you, the first league you should be joining – should be the league where they're bowling on something legitimate. And anything after that, okay, I'll see what I can work into my schedule. But what ha- what has happened in the bowling community is the fraud the leagues on the fraudulent stuff because there's more teams, because there's more pot money, because there's more prize money, right? That's where the bowlers are going to go, okay? 100%. That's but what I was going to say. But again, if if those leagues took more of a priority, the opposite would happen over a short course of time, okay, where people would chase the numbers and chase the money the other way, right? So that's that's really where my beef is. It's, it's with the fact that there's guys who pretend to be really good and high level but don't make any priority whatsoever to bowl on something challenging when the opportunity well, is there. So here's here's where the game is is flawed, right? And this is a snowball effect, okay? If I'm not, if I don't need to practice and I could bowl once a week and average 225 with a high performance bowling ball, then 
I'm going to do that, right? That's where the flaw of the game is. If I don't have, if I'm not averaging 225, and now let's just say I'm bowling once a week on a sport and I'm averaging 185, you're going to be forced to practice and going to, to be forced to get better if you want to average over 210 in a, in a sport shot, right? Bowlers at this point, especially my age, that have families, kids, wives, full time jobs, they don't want to spend the extra time and money to get better. Okay. That is the problem with the game. That is a huge problem with the game because if those bowlers are forced to get better, they're going to spend more money at the pro shops. They're going to spend more money getting lessons. They're going to spend more money um, at open bowling, practicing. It's all snowball effect that gets more money into the sport if bowlers are forced to practice to get better. That's what happens with golf, okay? You can go to golf to any of the driving ranges on a Saturday or Sunday, and most of them are all filled to the capacity, right, of actual people trying to get better hitting golf balls, right? Um, bowling, you don't have indoor, that because... indoor golf uh, technology so people can work on yeah. their game in the winter. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's the difference between golf and bowling is that golf, you, if you want to be a good golfer and hitting at least the lowest high 70s, like you're going to have to try to get better, let alone finding lessons, uh, getting upgraded equipment, spending more money and time invested in the game. Bowling today. You don't have to spend the time and the money at your local bowling alley to get better because the fraud, like you say, the fraudulent conditions or the easy conditions are making 225 averages out of 185 true average bowlers, right? Right. Um, and here's the thing is, is Tony, I want to read his comment here because while I'm talking, good, I'm reading good. it. Good, I wanted to bring it up too. Good. He goes, that's their choice. You let it bother you way too much. Most people do not have a time to put being in the true scratch bowler that it would take. Right. That's here. Look, like it's not that it, it, Mike is is more for progressing the game. Okay? No, but can I say something real quick? No, Tony, Tony, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm not talking about making people scratch bowlers. I'm talking about real conditions that make handicap legitimate and make it fair for, for most parties involved. Okay, And I'm not going to get into a longer conversation right now about why I feel that way, but I, I do truly feel that way. That if you make them tougher, the handicap works, and the 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 elite bowler still has the advantage. Okay, and you can make them tougher, and then people are going to want to get better. This is what kills me is like this is the the really mindset of the sport today is that if if people can't average two twenty five, they're going to leave the sport. Right. Okay. Why is that? Why? Why? You know why they're going to leave the sport? Because they're so used to being this two twenty five average bowler. Now, all of a sudden, they're not, and they're 185. There's that assumption that they're just going to get up and leave and quit the sport. Now, yeah, there might be a few of that. I don't know. We don't know. It'll, we'll never know. But the thing is, is Mike, I think what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to grow the sport and the integrity of the sport, right, by getting rid of all of the easy conditions and making the actual sport what it used to be. Where you actually, if you bowl 300 or an 800, that was like a huge score, huge, huge ordeal. Right now, it's a 300 every you know night. But no, I, I could I, be really, really, I wouldn't say I'm trying to get rid of that. What I, what I'm saying is I'm trying to draw a serious distinction between that and and real accomplishments in the game. You know, I put I put out on Twitter earlier. That, yeah, put put that down for a second. We'll bring that okay. back up. I put out on Twitter this week, Rob. That you know what would happen. If local halls of fame said, you know what, 
we're, we're not we're not approving anybody for the Hall of Fame unless they have some sort of sport bowling credentials, right? What would happen if ball companies got 300s and 800s sent to them and said, ah, you know what, we're, we're not featuring things right now that are that, are, that were bowled on house shots. You know, we're looking for stuff that's bowled on something uh, on the challenge level or higher, right? What would happen if, uh, you know, ball companies again said, oh, wait, you you live in this area, you want free balls, but you haven't bowled any of these sport event opportunities in your area? No, sorry, we can't do that. We're looking for people that are really out there bowling on, on some real conditions. That that would have a change. That would have an impact. Okay. It was but it, it would yeah. And that's the thing is is why they're not doing that is because it all comes to like membership and money. If the, if the companies, the bowling ball companies do that, if USBC does that, if the proprietors do that, if the local associations do that, they're afraid that they're going to lose membership. They're going to afraid they're going to lose money. There, there there's a, a a real, I mean legit fear that it's going to cost them money right and it all comes down to money mike there these are all you know uh private so businesses to certain raise, extent, right raise the dues to three times what they are if we're going to lose a bunch of people and provide me with something for it you know certify the lanes provide oh god these people they get crazy when you even raise their membership a dollar a year right. let but alone you know, those their membership. people would be gone though those people would be gone Terry saying if Chappelle show was still around, they would add Big Mike to the skit as house shot hater. I love, of the year. I love the Chappelle. Hate, 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 hate. You don't I hear feel that. you. We you always love a good good Chappelle so let's reference bring up, around here. Let's bring up something uh that I thought was an interesting comment. Um, where is it here? Uh Steven. No, let's bring up your league. How about oh oh yeah, we wanted to get to I want to bring yeah. this up real quick because this yes, is yes, something that agree. we deal with on a daily basis, right? Comment from Bullet. the chat. Go ahead. Yes, Bolero's. Um, so the comment Stephen wrote was: "Most places you cannot practice on sports shots. I have offered to pay my Bolero center to practice on PBA patterns. And they have zero interest. Look, yes, look, the Bo Bolero is going to be continuing to acquire centers. I know I just read an article; they just yeah, acquired a lot more centers. I read it in right? the villages too, in the villages in Florida. That's that's big down there with the bowling look, down there." It's safe to say Bolero in the next five years is going to probably own. I don't know what the what the percentage is right now. I think I remember hearing that on their like uh, their their it's like 120 something centers maybe. Or I don't I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to get an email from from Jeff. Um, but I know I, I'm very confident in saying that Bolero is going to be acquiring more centers in the next five years. I'd imagine it's going to be a lot of percentage of the bowling centers, right? It might end up being 10 years where they own 85% of the centers, right? Bolero doesn't care about the competitive side of the bowling, nor should they, okay? Because of the fact where they're in there, they're a private company. Well, they're public, but they were a private. They're trying to make money. The competitive side of the game doesn't make bowling centers money. It doesn't. Leagues make money. It gives them consistent business. Open bowling makes them money. Snack bars, bar. Competitive bowling doesn't do that. They're not going to put out patterns because it's not going to bring in people. Okay. They could put out a, a pattern on two pairs, Mike. They could promote it. I mean, is it really, uh, is there going to be a lot of people that are going to be running the bowling center? No. It's going to actually take probably away from their open play. Uh, you know, and they're going to be have to turn away people or, you know, have people wait for lanes anyway. I am not holding my breath waiting for Bolero to accommodate the bowlers like us that want shots out. It's not happening. Okay. Mike's the race, dude, the legend, man. That's the Brooklyn legend. Mike's the race. Wow. All the people come out of the woodwork. Um, anyway, 
So let, okay, let's talk about my. Loser. Wait, I have I have one more point to make. Okay, I have one more point to make, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna oh man, am I gonna forget what the point was? Jeez. So remember, because all right, go ahead. Okay, so let's get this out of the way early, okay? Because I can't wait for all the shit I'm gonna get from you, okay? I bowled league Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Yes, I bowled a one thirty four my first game. Okay, a 134. I didn't miss any spares. But there are a few reasons why I bowled 134. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I bowled 134, 212, 190. It was like 530 something. Okay. One, I, I, I was working on a couple things, right? Like trying to get ready for the tournament this weekend. Okay. I, I brought out a new bowling ball. The conditions were not a, st- a stereotypical house shot. It wasn't. Okay. I missed right at 2810. I missed left. I split. They actually got a little bit tough. Okay. They weren't really tough, but they weren't your stereotypical house shot. Okay. That I would mostly probably average 230. Yes. Did I stink? Yes. No doubt about it. Okay. I threw some really bad shots. You can't bowl 134 without throwing some bad shots. I did pocket 710 on a strike, which probably would have got me somewhere close to like 160, 170, and we wouldn't really be having this conversation. I did win two or three of my points, and as of now, after six games, I'm thinking I'm about 198 in the league. In a league that's 90% of 230, and that's a full winner league, I will take my 198 right now, considering we still are doing pretty good in the league. Okay. Next week, I feel bad for whoever bowls me because I'm going to be giving about 20-some pins a game. That being said, yes, I stunk. I live up to it. I owned it. I put it out on Twitter. We got a text message from Bill who actually sent me the picture of my 130, who someone sent him the picture of me bowling the 130. But here's my argument to my 130. Anybody who's going to critique me on the 130, which you are, I was bowling for 15 grand the day, the Monday morning at the top. Okay. So before you go and talk about how I bowled 130 on the house shot, were you bowling for 15 grand on Monday morning? Well, I mean, come on. Really, what it it boils down to is you made a cut a bunch against a bunch of house hacks in Vegas, uh, handicap house hacks who, uh, who, who have. Who have next to no experience bowling on tough conditions. Oh, but you, you, all right, you, all right. How listen. are you gonna make that comment when you've never even you've never even shoot up to come bowl the tat? You've never even traveled, and every time you say oh, I'm gonna come bowl, it's always my wife ain't letting me bowl. I have something to do. I got a birthday party, I got a, a dance recital. Come on, man. He's mad, he's mad at that one. Yeah, <laughs> man, because you don't you, know. All right, let, let me talk. Somebody put his mic on mute, will you? Somebody put his mic on mute. Who's in charge of this shit show around here? Put his mic on mute. So, do you people hear this, dude? Do you people hear this, dude? Yo, two two weeks of house bowling, and he's already a stereotypical house bowler. You hear this? He's already copping to sandbagging over here. He's excited oh, for the pins he's no. going to get. Did you hear I him? I am excited for the pins. He's like 90% of 230. Not a bad series to shoot. Not I mean, a bad come series. on, son. One, two, or three on. points. Now, Listen, uh, you know, I'm only coming hard at you to, to – for- I love how people call me a patch pirate when in reality, like, guess who's drilling up a pink widow tomorrow, right? 
I throw all companies. I throw all staff, baby. I don't know where this patch pirate came because what I get free stuff. I get free stuff. Hey, maybe, maybe. I heard I heard some ex- excuses there too, Spags. I heard some excuses there for Look, sure. I owned it. I bought one thirty. I threw bad shots. Okay. Yes, there was some excuses because why I bought one thirty, but I owned it. I stunk. Hey, I, I was the first to admit it. I missed Friday two eight ten. Had a bad reaction. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, so let me talk about the tat, okay? Because that's you did bowl good bowling at the tat. Event. You did bowl good at the tat. Good run that's at the, the tat. Real um, I made the cut after two squads. Bowled six fifty something, whatever. Made the cut. Was third in my division. The tat was weird because this tournament there was an open division. Okay, which normally doesn't happen. So anybody could bowl the open division. Okay, I'm still in the amateur division. Thankfully, I've never done anything really great in my life that I could bowl the open division. Okay, still in the amateur division. There's strict eligibility to be able to bowl the amateur division. You couldn't have your card in like three years. Couldn't make a $10,000 check. All kinds of eligibility. So I made it. Here's my thing. I bowled the, the finals. I bowled it on the fresh. My urethane ball was looked terrible. And everybody was throwing urethane. Everybody was throwing urethane. A lot of the new urethane. I still had my 2019 Kentucky purple. And I, I it looked awful. I couldn't get my ball to hook right. If I missed right, it, it hooked early when I missed left. On that in that format, it's a one-game cut. Like you gotta like find it and find it early. I bowled a really bad game. I did. Um, physically, I sucked. My ball reaction sucked. Look, it happens. I, I I was completely overmatched that game. So I made the cut, which was great. That's your first short-term goal. Obviously, the long-term goals, you want to make the show, right? Because that's where the money is. I'll be back February. I'll, I'll, I'll back to the, to the open, you know, to bowl the amateur, but there's no open division. But here was my, like, biggest, like, ob- observation from the tournament. All the pros always bitch, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be real blunt here and real transparent. All the pros on social media always bitch about not having anything to bowl except for the regionals and not being allowed to bowl, being shut out of events. Always hear that on Twitter and Facebook. I can't bowl this, I can't bowl that. This is bullshit. How am I supposed to make a living? You hear that, right? Finally, there's a tournament here. Labor Day weekend in Vegas for $15,000 for first place. And you allow anybody who wants to bowl to bowl. And how many of those people do you see out there bowling that are, were complaining or, you know, the entries weren't great in the open division. Okay. I saw a few people there that were bowling maybe during the week. I saw Anthony Simonson pop in for a squad or two. I saw, um, you know, Butcher Bowl made the cut. Um, you know, there was some really good bowls, strong ass format. But when there's not a lot of entries, it makes it even harder to make because they only take like one in eight or one in six to the finals. So if you only got five or six people bowling a squad, you're only taking one person. Nathan Bohr, who's a great bowler in his own right, never really made it as a, as a national tour, but always was, you know, bowling great. I think one squad was turning like 560 after two. And these people on my pair that were bowling the open division were like, why am I even bowling the third game? I mean, fair point, right? It's kids turning 560 after two, right? Um, 
Mike, where are all the like pros? Like, where are all like the actual like where where was these bowlers? You're giving them a a great tournament over a weekend over a holiday for 15 grand, where one pro is uh, guaranteed to make the TV show finals. Where are they? All the people that were bitching on Twitter and Facebook about not having shit to bowl, where were they? They were sitting around bowling local tournaments in their area for a couple for hundreds of dollars when they should fly out. And I, I don't get it. So my question to you is, Mike, what's the deal? Like, where, where were, where were the pros? Where were these? You know, if I was people all over the West Coast, I, I would have went and bowled there for fifteen grand. If I, if, if I'm a top twenty-five or thirty bowler in the world, why wouldn't I? So I don't know. I just that was my big observation. I think I think it's a fair point to ask that, given that there, I I agree with you that there is quite a bit of, uh, you know, complaining. I'll say about that particular issue of them not being able to bowl. But you know, listen, good bowling, you know, good right. run, and uh, you know, we know you'll be back. So okay, this weekend Phoenix 10K. If anybody's okay. on the Phoenix West Coast area, want to bowl? There's still I think openings in the late squad. Um. Three squads, eight game format, Sunday match play finals. So first place, 10 grand. Yeah, Robert Hamilton mentioned in the chat that uh, uh, Chris Viali is running a, a like a, a mega buck uh, type format uh, tournament. Uh, I believe it's Thanksgiving weekend as well uh, out on the East Coast. Uh, I, don't, awesome. I, haven't, I haven't seen too many of the details on it, but I did see like a, a flyer. I didn't get to look at it very long, but uh, – yeah, you know, it should be interesting. I don't know how yeah, far away, how far away I, it'll be, but yeah, I love to see the format on that to see how he's what the difference of the format. And you know, when you hear the word mega, I know, I know there like on the flyer it looked like there were several different events in the in the same weekend. You know, some you know, sweepers, a main tournament. I'll have Viali back. We'll have him back on the show. We could talk about the yeah. tournament. You sure, know, I like to hear his his, his, his feedback. Okay, let's keep few, it moving. Just football. Things we got football started. Football started. Uh, you. We wanted to comment. You know, it's a slow, slow. When you when you're going to talk about Lucas Wiseman and Jeff Rickles beefing on Twitter with each other, you know, it's a slow news week in the bowling world. But uh, they they got into a little bit of an interesting beef this week that you and I both noticed uh, and commented. Uh, uh, just sitting here enjoying the uh, enjoy enjoying the argument type post because we right? weren't in it for once. So. Yeah, so uh, basically the argument was whether, you know, R Rickles claims to be. Oh, you missed it, Matt. You got to watch the last. Sorry, yeah, you got to rewind. In, Matt. You got to rewind the 10 minutes. I went on a big rant. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So uh, Rickles, you know, kind of claims to be like one of the few independent journalists in, in bowling, right? And. Over over the weekend, he was kind of putting out all of these ball review ball posts, right from Storm and Lucas Wiseman. You know, I, I and I don't know why Lucas chooses to to rattle he's his not with flow anymore. Right, I don't know. He's still with flow. He's just not, not doing bowling, flow bowling I mean, right? I know, not with the bowling. So, uh, so he kind of commented that you know, hey, well, how can you be an independent journalist? when you're you're taking free equipment from this company you know reviewing the equipment and you know then writing articles about other things that uh involve this company right i'm, I'm paraphrasing here this is generally his point well man did that set off some fireworks if you don't follow them on twitter you should go and check, follow them and check you it should. out it was a good one it he was it. it was an interesting argument 
I guess what it boiled down to was Jeff was was claiming that Lucas is just a uh, a PR slut, a sellout, a sellout, yeah, a PR s- sellout <laughs> who who uh, only cares about the money and will go in any direction for the money. And you know, to be fair, listen, like when we when we worked with Lucas, worked for Lucas, he you know when when Bolero took over the PBA, uh, he was very clear with us that like, hey, listen, you know, we have to work with them and help them put the best foot forward that we can. We're a partner with them. And that's just a reality of business. Like, I don't, I don't see why Jeff's criticizing Lucas for that. When somebody in Lucas's position, like that's what they're supposed to do. You know, what, what else do you expect them to do? You know, I mean, part of that, like, do you really expect uh, the ESPN to bash the NFL for something you know, all the time? Because that's not going to happen. They're, they're partners. They have a working relationship. So, there was an argument and a back and forth. Uh, I gotta say, like, I saw Lucas's point. I did. You know, like, I I don't know how you can have that kind of relationship with a ball company, uh, f- get free equipment. Despite despite Jeff's excellent resume for bowling, he's definitely somebody that deserves the free equipment. But to then say, well, I'm independent of everything else. Well, I don't know about that. You know, like, eh, there's a relationship there. You know, and there's other issues that go on in the bowling community, especially of late, uh, that, that involve these ball companies versus other ball companies. We're not getting into it, but you know, I, I kind of saw where where uh, I can see the conflict there a little bit. Rob, thoughts? I tend to agree with you, Mike. Here, because I would be the first person to disagree with you. Um, I think, and 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 I say this with like utmost respect to some of like. You know, like a, a example would be like I'm thinking about it, like trying to compare it to like another sport. Um, imagine if like a independent journalist uh, who you know is sponsored by Titleist that is writing articles for golf, and um, and all of a sudden there's a lot of big news stories that come out where you know, about equipment. And then you're talking about these stories, but in reality, you're sponsored by title. I don't know. Yes, there is. um, What I'm trying to say is there is a a, A little conflict, a little bit of conflict of interest. Uh, There's a a connection there. You can't you can't just say there's no connection there when there's a connection. there. You can't write an article essentially bashing storm. Because essentially, if you do, you're going to lose your contract. So that's kind well, of you where might, I, you might not. You might, you might not. But you're probably not going to go down that road. No, you're right? not. Because, you're not going to. Because gonna you have it. that relationship, right? Right. So, right. so that would be like us being, like, if we were still sponsored by Flow Bowling, or they were giving us money, and then Flow doing having a shit service, and then us criticizing Flow for putting a bad service when they were giving us money we probably wouldn't go down that road right, right. like the sa- it's the same thing and i hate to use this too i might get a little bit of heat for this but beef and barnsey right stew is sponsored by roto grip chris is sponsored by global 900 but they don't but hold but hold on a minute they're not they're, yeah yeah they're, you, go ahead go ahead you can say it i you know you- but will they but if if storm and roto or global did something wrong or bad in the bowling community would they go down that road oh i I don't i know but but uh, here's what i was going to say i think they're i think they're a little bit you know they don't claim to be independent 
They're no, clearly right, sponsored right. by these companies. Sure. They wear the shirts on the show. They, right. you know, and I know Jeff goes to lengths to to declare his uh, his relationship with who he works with as well. But I'm saying that it's a little bit more transparent, right? It's a little bit more transparent in that case to me because you already associate those guys with these companies, right? Uh, so, Talk Live. Mark, I, I believe it's Mark Jeffries on there anyway. No, asking who man? the best ball review person is that isn't getting that is not getting any equipment. I don't know if there are any. Like, I want to say, uh, Jeff, your brother. I'm biased to my brothers. He says, times. "Oh, I'm not." You know, unbiased opinion. But let's be honest. He's got to be getting the balls for free. No, I mean maybe. But here's the thing: is like, I don't know if Jeff, Jeff are you would... getting the balls for free, Jeff? I, I we don't need think to know. Even if, like, I, I don't know if he's going to be the first person to say, hey, this ball's really bad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that to me would be the real unbiased ball review videos where I would bring a new release, drill it up, throw it for an hour, and then be like, man, this ball sucks. I wouldn't drill it. I don't think he would go down that road because you're going to piss a lot of people off, right? I feel like if I did the ball review videos – I don't think I would even do that because I have a lot of friends in bowling ball companies. I'm I don't so I don't do the ball review videos, right? Because I don't think I could be unbiased because I still don't want to piss off friends of mine in bowling ball companies because My, the bowling community is so small, right? And it's so easy to piss people off. So I mean, my, we should talk uh, my worst, about this, but my worst of the week has to do with ball videos this week. So I'm going to save some comments for the worst of the week. All right, let's move forward. Uh, we we just had we just read earlier before we came on the air that there was a little bit of news in college bowling in Team USA world. Brian O'Keefe got sanctioned by the USBC uh, collegiate section. Uh, Rob, am I am I summarizing this right that he was sanctioned for some sort of recruitment violation where he contacted uh, a player that was not in the transfer portal unknowingly? Unknowingly, he did this. And he has uh, he accepted a punishment from the USBC, which was uh, no recruitment contact for like 150 days. Right? It doesn't affect. Yeah, it doesn't affect his role with Team USA. I mean, honestly, from what I've read, it seemed to be an honest mistake, uh, and, and you know he copped to it. It didn't really seem to be that big of a deal. You know, I don't know how much of a penalty that is the the 150 days of no recruiting. You know, I don't know how deeply that affects things or when when the hot when the hot season is for recruiting in uh, college bowling. But nonetheless, just something we wanted to touch on, uh, just something that we wanted to uh, you know put out there. Uh, again, I just want to you know, USBC once again. It, you know, it, it amazes me that. It's, it's actually recruiting these days. When we were in it amazes me that they're that they even like stay on top of stuff like that. Like we we there was zero we don't care about back much in, in the bowling world, but we care about uh, somebody contacting somebody well, outside of the transfer portal. Like dude, what back is, when I was seventeen, football transfer portal. And, I love it. Back in when I was seventeen, I was sending VHS tapes to to coaches. Right, like word up. They were nobody was recruiting. Maybe the only maybe coach that was recruiting was maybe like, I don't know, Wichita or maybe like Nebraska. Anybody else, they just would – we recruit by word of mouth. I recruited Bill O'Neill. I called him up. I said, Bill, what are you doing right now? Nothing. Come to Saginaw Valley. Okay. That was he my was going to, He was going to community college. He now, was going could to you imagine, community college. Could you imagine the recruitment that would go on to someone like 
Bill, even me, I would probably have been really high recruited out of high school, but I mean, yeah, but is there really a lot of recruiting? Cause like, there's only, it seems like a handful of schools that these top bowlers are choosing from. You know? Yeah. That's the problem is like, it's, that's, you know, look, the, the best bowlers want to go to the best bowling programs and I don't blame them. I was the same way. I'm not, I wasn't going to go to some, you know, bowling program that, you know, maybe uh, I, I knew that I would have had a team that maybe would not even ma- make national championships, but I just think it's cool that they actually have a recruiting, but you know, True. All, right. all right, let's go. Worst of the week. Let's do it. You want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I want to go because it's not really a specific post. It's just uh, the USBC is just hitting on all cylinders lately. Um, my worst of the week is going to the USBC social media department. Um, from my beliefs and speculation from Jeff Riggles, who posted that the USBC social media believe got hacked. Um, and there was someone posting on their social media. Now, this actually could have been them, but I doubt it. Some of the posts were really funny. I'm pretty sure they have already taken them down. Um, but they were trolling fans. Uh, they were putting up some 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 posts about uh, when USBC membership goes up and how fans are reacting. Uh, it's it's a it was a pretty funny read on social media. So yes, my worst of the week goes to the USBC social media department for getting hacked. And best of the week goes to the person that actually hacked the USBC media. Who knows who was hacked though? Maybe the person behind it decided to go in like the Wendy's direction. Maybe you know, and just start beefing with people online. All right. But it was funny. It was a good one. So here's anyway. my worst week. Mine's kind of a kind of a general one, too. I'm all, I you know, I go on YouTube. YouTube and, and Instagram, they're always like suggesting videos for me. So one of the videos that constantly comes up is this guy, Louis Napolis. Oh, I know Louis. Okay. Yeah. I know I'm friends with him. And he he does all these ball videos and yeah, ball videos. They're not bad. They're videos, pretty good. Ball. Dude, it's all on house stuff though. Yeah, it is. It's it's all on house stuff. All and right. I recently went on social media and I hit him up and was like, yo, dude, let's see some ball videos on something challenging to really see what the ball does. And you want to know what he said to me? He said the vast majority of people bowl on house. Why would I cater to the minority? Worst of the week, it's a, bro. It's Worst of the point, week, though. bro. Sorry. It's a fair point. How is he wrong, though? No, because the real reason is, let's be honest, the real reason is if you did ball videos on actual patterns, every ball would look like shit. That's the okay, real so- reason. So before we close up worst of the week, I need to beg. Where, where was the league that you folded the sport league? Bolero Hazlitt. Hazlitt. I'm my 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 beg of Bolero Hazlitt right now. Please, for the love of God, get the sport league back. You are so freaking salty that this sport league folded. You are going at everybody for bowling at house shots. Bolero Hazlitt, please. I'm going. I'm not. Go, no, no. So you're wrong. You're gonna. For you're gonna one. cause trouble by saying that. I'm not going at everybody for bowling on house shots. <laughs> I'm going at the frauds who pretend to be elite level bowlers 
who avoid bowling on real conditions. That's who I'm really going at. You went out as a ball review video guy because he does yeah, it well, on the well, house listen, side. he's getting free equipment. He's got his name shirt on. He's sponsored a bunch of YouTube followers, probably making money off of that. And listen, like, bowl on the real then, son. Let's see something on the real. Like, that's, you know, we all, you know, a lot of us out there watching know, like, well, every ball is going to look good on this nonsense. It don't matter what ball you throw. And they all look the same. They all look the same. Okay. What about what about if I did a ball review video on a on a, on, a, on a tough shot? I should do one. I'm telling all the balls would look terrible. I'm gonna do it. They I'm would all throw, look terrible. I'm gonna have B three put out like a thirty like four foot pattern, and I'm gonna throw all the high performance stuff on a thirty four pattern, and then I'm gonna throw a urethane ball, and I'm gonna show everybody. Here's the reason why See, like, is so I, I know, prominent. You know, prominent. there's probably some PBA guys who put out ball videos and they're bowling on something tougher, but that's not, Maybe. you know, that's not the same because their their margin for error is much less than someone like me or you. Well, Whereas if I go out and I do a ball video on some kind of pattern, when I miss, what you're going to see is it doesn't matter what ball you're throwing unless you you can generally hit the same thing that you're looking at. And uh, here's the thing: and that's is, what's like, missing yeah. from bowling, people. Sorry. Well, the thing is, the reason why the the reason why people doing the ball review videos won't do it on a sports shot is because obviously the ball review videos, um, is, especially if you're on staff, you want it to strike. You want the ball to strike, right? You want to sell the ball, right? That's why they're patch pirates. Mike um, Barron says, "What's the what's the real conditions going to do for a person watching?" Okay, Mike, if the person who's producing the video knows a bit, okay. And they're bowling on some varied patterns in their ball videos. You would actually be able to explain or show somebody why playing the lanes one way with a particular ball works on a particular pattern versus why it doesn't work on another pattern, or why you have to use a different ball and play a different part of the lane. Chris okay. who came in late. Who are we bashing right now? <laughs> the same thing we've been, oh my God. been Chris, bashing Chris, for the past three the weeks. Here. The same thing he's been bashing for the past three, four years. Bashing the frauds who pretend to be elite level bowlers and hide from bowling on the real. Have you read some of the YouTube comments in the last week, man? There, people are on you too about a lot of the a lot of the bashing of the sport. I haven't. I haven't. I don't read the comments. I don't read the comments. Don't ever do it because the people are not liking you bashing. Anyway. All right, people. Football's well, on. Listen, I know Mike's if you if you if you average two twenty five or higher, and, and and you only you know you're sitting out on anything but house. Sorry, Hoss. I, I just I just don't. Can I? I just one more story. One more story before we go into our final thoughts here. And wrap up worst of the week. I'm not going to name this person, but there's somebody who was bowling the sport league, and the sport league folded, and there was another league that bowled next to us every year that we bowled. Okay, it was like a, a four-person league, mixed league, four-person mixed. Okay, Rob, ladies throwing plastic balls down the middle of the lane. Okay, like grandma style. All right, just a little swing between their legs and their the balls rotating backwards down the lane. Okay, I love it. dudes with no clue out there, straight ball right down the middle. Okay, having a few beers, having fun, and I'm all about that. I'm all about that. But here's what I don't understand. How does that guy who I'm talking about, who probably averages 220, okay, bowl the sport league for a a series of years, okay, and then when the sport league folds, he joins that league and goes to that league. 
and now you're bowling with with, with Mama Mia, and she's rolling. I mean, come on, guys. Are you sometimes people serious? Just sometimes Are you people for just want real bowl. people? That's sometimes really people. what you want to pull. One of the biggest house Mike, leagues around here Mike, is Sunday mornings. I go in there. I, people are people, you know, old ladies rolling the ball down, and then you got two forty average dudes, you know, pl- hooking the whole lane. I'm like, this is really what you're what you want to bowl against. Some people just want to have on, fun. Son. They don't want to be pulling their hair out of their head for for two hours. And I'm okay with that. But no, you're people, not. Yes, no, I am. The people who want to have fun should go have fun. And the people who are doing it to a serious manner should progress to doing it in the more serious conditions. I, I'm, uh, I'm please, done for tonight. I want to go watch Haslett, Get this kid's Jesus, back. I it's can't like believe they, we Bolero went 50 pissed, minutes tonight. Wrap Bolero it up, will pissed you? In your, they pissed in your Cheerios, Bolero. Oh, oh my Chris, Chris is in the chat. I hope you're messing with me, Chris. He said we had a no tap sweeper on house with handicap. Oh my God, Chris, are so, you are you uh, playing with me, son? Christian, man, good. Uh, see, people following along with my bowling. Uh, uh, no doubt, know, no adventures. doubt. Made the cut, uh, lost the first round because I stink and I'm a donkey. Um, but I have a 10k tournament this week, and I'm gonna go practice the B3 tomorrow uh, and drill up a new urethane ball because that's what I was very much lag uh lacking on uh my finals so yeah that's my final thought bowling this weekend let's go jets looking forward to start the season oh and four on the joe flacco uh be another top five pick for us you know and then we'll be rebuilding and have another great offseason because we're the offseason dynasty champs let's go jets j-e-t-s all right my final thought is uh to me Big news in the bowling world. I heard that our guy, Bill O'Neill, for the first time in a long time, is shooting up the bowl of regional. That's big. what I heard. Bill O'Neill, back on the regional circuit. You heard it here first. Sweep the rack. Breaking news. Okay. I'm bowling regional two weeks, too. So maybe. Guys, have a good one. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you next week. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.